Hi, this is your unfriendly neighborhood dungeon master, Kyle Scott. Uh, Killer. This is the first episode since the untimely death of Finnick Fleetfoot. And as it stands, the party is now a party of three. Uh, that was a terrible TV show. Yeah. I don't like Matthew Fox, so I just mentally erase him. And Lacey Chabert, too. It's just Scott Wow, Wolf we've and... gotten off track. Sorry. We were supposed yeah. to talk about our player's death. Yeah. Player death is a major thing in Dungeons and & Dragons, and I didn't take it lightly. And we're going to be really digging into who the surviving party members are in this episode. Uh, so... Oh, dear God. I'd like to uh, hear from some of you what you think about this one. It's uh, it's going to be a bit different. So get at us at Caverns Pod at Twitter and let us know what you think. Welcome to Caverns and Comedians. Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto comedians. Last time... Finnick's brain was devoured in the Battle of the Mind Flayers. Agatha managed to destroy the Mind Flayers' dimension, and they escape into the unknown between realities. As you stepped through the disappearing rock face, you could feel the energy behind you explode. You felt yourselves pushed. You felt yourselves fall. You saw nothing. You smelled, heard nothing. There is no temperature. There is seemingly no passage of time. And slowly your sight begins to come back. All you can see is a blinding white light in every direction. Hank tries to cover his eyes like a baseball cap, casting a shadow on them. Tries to see if he can see anything in the world. Slowly, his eyes begin to focus. All around you is white, but you can slowly, blurrily see the shapes of people around you. Hello, everybody. Everyone doing all right? Is everyone fine? Everyone have all the pieces? Wait, wait. Fook looks around for his god because he did not expect to survive that pocket dimension, and he's pretty sure he didn't. Agata is uh, turning her head from side to side with st- sword still in hand, child still over her shoulder, expecting a foe to jump out at any second. All you see are each other and the three former thralls that you took with you. Fook, where the hell are we? I don't know. But hello, my name is Fook. Where's my daddy? Daddy! Son! Oh, okay. Okay, the... here you go. Here's your child back. I got a <gasps> hands over the child. Thank you. Thank you, son. Daddy! And they hug and embrace and a tearful reunion. Oh, thank God. At least we're all here. Uh... And no. now I'm going to do a very basic test on the other two uh, former thralls. You had your brains wait, up wait, in the wait, brain. Wait, wait, wait. Where's Finnick? Who? Where's Finnick? Look at your shield. My husband. Yes, Finnick, your husband. Finnick, where? 
Didn't, uh, didn't you see the bit with the guy? I did. I did. I thought maybe that's... You guys brain chewed up. Didn't that's happen. That's why I ran so fast. Cause oh, no. Okay. You I've lost I don't one. want to get my brain eaten. You seem very lackluster about losing someone you've been traveling with. For like two days. You're still heartless to see somebody's head split open and their brain eaten. No, no. I... No. Ooh, I was out of that fast. Yeah. It was very shocking. To be clear, guys... I originally signed up to give you guys a lift downtown. This has escalated a lot for me. Well, okay, well, we still want to get downtown. Yes, we're not downtown yet. Get us <laughs> out of here. And I will get you there, as my word said. But uh, let's let's try to be a little safer. Safety first from now on, guys. Okay, so get us out of wherever the hell we are. Heck, heaven. Fook yells at the top of his lungs. Hello, my name is Fook. He's immune to diseases. Ooh. The sound seems to die as though you expect an echo, but there's nothing out there for the sound to bounce off of. I don't hear a kangaroo. Why would you expect to hear a kangaroo? Fook points at his shield. I still don't. Be- because I, I, I'm still assuming that my god is here somewhere. Okay, see, I was looking for the god of Helm. I figured if we were in a Helm sanctuary... Oh, that Fighting. Seriously, we're going to do this now again? Yeah, no, I'm not looking for my god, because your god killed my god. Okay, really? So, you know, I'm just going to... It's not my fault that your god was an idiot. And I'm just going to kill some time until things go on. Hank reaches into his pocket and takes out his Doku puzzles. Seriously? He, well, yeah. uh, uh, hello, Thralls. Would you mind introducing yourselves to the group? The boy's father introduces himself as... My name is Kinnerick. This is El- Edwin. How, how, how do you spell that? I don't think it's important. For okay. C. Mm-hmm. Don't remember. Ooh, okay, I'll call you C. The other one is Osulf. I don't think they're doing too good. Oh, well, I'll see to them. C. That, um, uh, I miss Finnick already. Fook goes over to the thralls and performs some medical things, uh, laying on hands and sealing their wounds. They appear to be more psychically damaged than uh, physically damaged. They Physically, they appear to be fine. They just have a thousand-yard stare. He pokes his fingers in their ears and tries again. Their eyes seem to bug out a little, but they look at you, and there's a moment of alarm, and then sort of it fades away again. Um, while I appreciate you poking strange men... Um, I'm a little more concerned as to why we're in a universe of white light. Yes, well, first things first. Take care of your people. Yes, I understand to seeing you of your people, but I feel like maybe being stuck here for eternity is, you know, more important. Nothing's more important than people. That's why I grabbed that boy. Give me a second. I'll look into it. You're playing a game. Well, now I'm done the game. I finished it. I'm very good at these. Hank takes a minute to do some basic arcane tests. Hank has very undergraduate understanding of the planar system. He knows about the ethereal plane and about the heavens and the hells. This is none of those. Okay, no, I checked as much as I can. I do not know where we are. This is not a normal place. Uh, God, I would like to reach out to her god Helm since we were on a mission for him and see if he can help. This is not a realm where Helm the Watcher can see you. You do not feel his presence. You do not feel the divine guidance that you normally do. 
you feel that there is an indefinable presence, not in the sense of the individuality of the gods that you know, but in a more omnipresent sense of a consciousness. Fook also starts to pray, and before it descends into muttering that you can't understand, you distinctly hear him start, to whom it may concern. I feel a vast emptiness that Helm is not here anymore, but there's something, something is everywhere. So I think the thing is now, guys, is um, we're lost. We're lost in the planar system. And when you get lost, the, you're supposed to stay where you are, wait for someone to come help you. Yeah, that's so, not going to work so for we us. Just, we just got to settle in. We got rations for a couple of days. I got lots of books here we can read. We can meet our new friends. Fook chooses a random direction and starts walking. Hank, I got to say that um, having been with us for two days, you should know by now that if we stay in one place, something is going to try and kill us. Fook isn't there anymore. Oh, uh, which way did Fook go? Fook taking two steps. You turn and you can't see your companions anymore. Ooh, that's a change in the universe. Fook! This is why I said stick together, guys. We, we take one step, we lose, okay? Fook! Can you hear me? He doesn't hear you. Yes, thank you, genius. Did you see which way he went? N- no, I didn't. He was there and then he wasn't there. And that's why I'm saying everyone... Hank looks directly at the thralls, points at all of them. Everyone stay here, stay together. I'm going to read you a story. I got a steps in the direction of Fuquent. Two steps. You can't see anyone. It's all white in every direction. There seems to be no sense of distance. Well, that didn't work out as how, how I planned. So I've got a little biography here in my manual uh, on Kaitaf the Well-Traveled. I think I met him once. He's a nice wizard. Suddenly there is no one around you. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. It's a good story if you listen. They all got up holding hands and took two steps. And you see on their, f- when they took one step, they seemed to be hundreds of feet away. And on their second, they seemed to be gone. You know what? You know what? It's fine. You want to just go leave me here? I'll just take a nap. Uh, let's see. Where's a good spot for a nap? Hank takes a couple steps to try to find a good place for a nap. Nothing appears to change. There is still all white emptiness. You might as well have not taken a single step. Hank sits down cross-legged, grabs a light book for some light reading, and digs in, quietly reading, trying to pass the time. Fook. As you find yourself separated, you begin to wander, but you don't know how long you've wandered. You don't know how far you've gone. There's no matter what direction you move in, there's nothing to give you any sense of distance or size or you don't see walls, you don't see sky, you don't see ground. You don't even know how you're walking because it doesn't seem to be anything underneath you and you take random directions because you can't even be sure if you're walking in a straight line and 
Fook at one point decides to leave uh, something from his bag, just a little uh, a little scarf on the ground, and walks away from it. It disappears. Uh, you take a step, and it seems to be hundreds of feet away, and there's a tiny speck in the distance. And another step away from it, it is gone. I should have used a scarf I didn't like. As you turn around, after not being able to see the scarf, you see something else, though. Something seemingly out of nowhere. Is a stone arch. Reaching ten feet high into the air, built of largish stones that seemingly have no way of staying together. This arch has what it looks like mist in its center. Fook runs his fingertips across the stone to feel if it feels normal. Cold. Very cold. Ooh, that doesn't bode well. Fook steps through. You begin to feel the mist envelop you. In places it begins to dissipate. And as though scenes were being projected onto a wall, you begin to see things. You see the rise and fall of the Gnomish kingdoms. Centuries of history. Great castles being built, monuments, works of art, battles, hordes of kobolds attacking and being beaten off by heroic gnomes. It zooms in on a very late period castle in the capital. The center of the Gnomish Empire, there's the king. He's in the dungeon. He goes into one of the cells and locked up against the wall is an old crone. You can't hear him, but he's interrogating her, torturing. But she refuses to speak. He holds up a crown and through some arcane power seems to be sapping her life force into the crown. As he continues to interrogate her, this seems to skip ahead days, weeks, months. Wait, you know, that seemed to be necromancy. Finally, the last scene you see of this, the crone is near death, and the king enters with a small female child. She's being held by a guard. No. And this is a small human child. Let her go. As the child is forced to watch, the last of the crone's energy is sapped from her. And the king takes out his short sword. And God damn her. you. This girl is dragged off crying. You see scenes of the same king leading glorious battles as the gnomish kingdoms reach their golden age, the crown on his head glowing as he leads mighty armies against the kobolds, driving them off. And then the orcs, and then dwarves and halflings. It's an army of conquest. Dwarves and halflings? And then you see one of his knights in a battle. A youngish gnome. Good-looking. Something about him looks familiar. Ooh. Something about him looks like you. Have I slept with him? Wait. Wait, no, that's me. I have slept with him. You see yourself as a young knight 
on Ponyback. You see yourself at the head of a group of soldiers, standing with torches. You've been ordered to set fire to a halfling village, but, but you can't bring yourself to do it. Oh, good. The king arrives and you are stripped of your mark of rank and sent off the field. And then the town is set alight. The scene God shifts. damn you. And you see a farm. A prosperous gnomish farm. Seemingly of no consequence and entirely innocent. And you see a young woman, young gnomish woman, two little kids running around as she goes out to feed the chickens. And you recognize them. And then you see a flash of light. Wait, no. Whoever's behind this, I don't want to continue. I want... You, riding on horseback, coming over the hills, seeing smoke. Please stop. Please, I... I, Let's just talk this out. We don't have to go through this. You see a woman standing amongst the fire, amongst the ashes. No, 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 no. She turns to you. No, please, no. With hate in her eyes. Please, anything, it's my children. She points at you and electricity sparks towards you. No. You seem to utter a prayer and suddenly the arc stops and you are unharmed and she flashes away and you see bones. This isn't the way it happened, is it? There's a man with loot is the last thing you see standing over you. Fook looks at the loot that the man is holding and then looks at the loot that's in his own bag. It's the same loot. The mist envelops you. Agatha, you were wandering alone. You see nothing. Okay, this is not going to go well. So Fook went off in this direction, and I followed him, but he's nowhere to be seen. So far as you know, there is no direction. You can't tell what's right, what's left. As soon as you turn, everything seems to be the same. There's nothing to mark your passage Agata pulls out her telescope to see if she can see something in the far distance. The distance looks exactly the same as what's right in front of you. You swing your telescope around at 360 degrees, and as you get back to the point you started from, or where you think you must have started from, there's just something in front of your way. You can't see it. It's right there. You take the telescope away and it's in front of you is an arch of stones reaching 10 feet into the sky and a mist forming in the midst of it. Well, experience tells me this isn't going to go well, either. I got a steps towards the mist. It envelops you. It's all you can see. And then in places, the mist disperses and you can see people. You see a, a blacksmith working at his forge, hammering out nails and tools, horseshoes, the odd dagger or axe. My pops is good. It plays like a montage. and You see your mother come to his side, bringing him a mug of ale. Mama. You see his bracers that he always wore. And then you see 
him being approached, not by customers, not like the people of the village, but mercenaries. Oh, Papa, you should know better. Led by a dwarf that you have seen before. Oh, Papa, you really should have known better. They bear the symbols of the cracked pipe, Mm. and they seem to be intimidating him. You have no sound, but the next thing you see is Brown Fist standing over him as he works to create weapons. He has not made weapons in a very long time and swore he never would again. Brown Fist, what did you do? Then you see further into the future that they're bringing him what appears to be precious metals and making him melt them down into bars. And he's taking money from them for this. Oh, Papa, what did you do? You said you'd never do this. We see your father and your mother arguing, and we see that your mother is pregnant. We see you as a tiny child working alongside your father and him ushering you away when the large men come. We see you leaving him saddened, and then once you're gone... Your mother, disgusted, leaves. Later, he leaves his home, moving from town to town, working odd jobs. A horseshoe there, a plow here. And then finally you see him at a castle, working as the blacksmith, much older, worn down, making tools and horseshoes again. And then the soldiers come. There's a long siege. People go hungry. And the wall is breached. The last thing you see is Brown Fist pulling the bracers from your dead father's arms. I should have killed you when I saw you. The mist returns, and you see nothing but the mist. Hank, wandering alone. Hank is not moving. Hank has sit himself down and is reading from a book. (laughs) Good luck with that. You hear the first sound that you have heard in this place. Hank turns around. The dull thudding seemed to have been a ten-foot-high stone arch appearing inches from your back. You weren't there before. Why were you sneaking up on me? The center of the arch is obscured by mists. Hank takes out his staff, pokes it into the mist, and stirs it around a little bit. The other half of the staff that you poke in pokes you from behind. You turn and see the arch behind you. Hey, you over there. Hank crouches into a ready position and then spins around really quickly. The arch is there. I see your games. What you want is a hug. (laughs) Hank leans forward into the mist, engulfing himself in it. The mist feels like a hug. You see your first child, Luke, being handed to you after the birth. You see yourself and your wife embracing. You see your second child, newborn and newly swaddled. You did a good job on those babies, Sarah. You did a good job on them babies. You see them getting a bit older and learning to walk, learning to talk. You see yourself going to work. And then 
eating lunch in the park. You see yourself going out for your last day, taking the chariot, going up to the tank tank. Okay, no, I want to just remind myself, if, if you can change your mind right now in this vision, um, don't pick those guys up. You see it's yourself picking up the party. Oh, you did it. You see the last few days, and then you see your family waiting for you to come home. And I'm almost there, guys. I'm like so close. I like, I destroyed the whole dimension to get here. I'm so close to getting home. You see Luke and Alex looking at every chariot as though you might be in it. You see them looking sad and when they can't get a ticket to the mage handball game. Oh, I was really hoping they get to see me in that. You see them afraid as the riot erupts. You Just see Keep your head down, kid. Keep your head down. You see the smoke in the sky above Tudo. You see your wife huddling with them in a corner as a giant death robot destroys the towers. Wait, when was there a death robot? I don't remember the death robot. You see them fleeing with other refugees in a wagon as the death robot lies smoldering and a new flame rises from the scarred burrows. You see hundreds, thousands of refugees choking every road. But this is the future. Devastation. You see ash. You see failed crops. Am I a psychic? Have I been a psychic this whole time? You see forests dying and monsters running loose on the land. I can stop it, though. I can stop it for sure. You see the last bastion of humanity holding out. As your children grow, your wife is not there. They study what they can. They become wizards. And your last glimpse of them is in a ritual circle in which they disappear. And then there is black. Hank dives forward before they disappear, trying to get one last hug in. You are consumed by the mist. Fook. The mist dissipates. You're standing in an empty arch, and you see the white emptiness around you. Fook wipes at his eyes with someone's handkerchief. As you turn around, you see the woman you saw in your vision. Ghostly. Almost translucent. It is an evil witch. Evil woman. Where am I? What have you done to me? I may answer three questions if you will answer three of mine. What sort of sort? Wait, wait, no, that's a question. Oh, you're trying to trick me. Ask your questions and I will ask mine. Who are you? I am Lilac Grimsbane. I was named for my mother's favorite flower. She never hurt a soul. She was a gardener. Well, the apple certainly fell far from that particular tree. I, I, I didn't ask about your mother. I mean, you know, you're oversharing. I don't want to actually think of you as a person because you're the enemy. She stares at you. Hmm... Why did you do this to my village and my family? Revenge. Your king took everything from me. He took my mother. Oh, you were the little girl! Your people are wicked. Damn it, you're humanizing yourself again! You killed the innocents. 
You took no mercy, and you were one of his knights. I should have been innocent. I should have been shown mercy. I stepped away from him. I gave up everything to, to separate myself from that battle. Well, I already had a list. Um, well, I suppose I only have one last question, and it's going to be this. Can you write your name down for me, and maybe even where you are? I am but an echo. Oh, damn it. I am not myself. Then so, no. Can you spell it? I. That was a. That's a fourth question. God damn it. I have questions. Oh. Wait, why do you care? I am not me. I am an echo. That damn. Oh, no. Sneaky. Oh. <laughs> Well, I was repeating information. I don't think that's that's all that. What will you do if you get your revenge? If I get my revenge, I can finish walking this earth and finally go to my grave and meet my family again. I'm a very old man, and it has been a very long walk. You're a man whose only purpose is revenge. What would you give up? What would you sacrifice to have your revenge? I'm a man who likes to do good things and likes to put the needs of others before mine. But I'm also a vengeance paladin. And I don't think there's anything that I wouldn't do to see you destroyed. Do you want to remember all of it? Only what I must to complete this mission. All of it. Only what I must. All or nothing. To remember it at this point would merely be a distraction. And I want nothing in the way between me and your death. So be it. Agatha, the mist dissipates. In front of you... Seeming like a ghost is an apparition of your father. Papa. Aga. I have not seen you, though I still do not see you. But it is good to see you. Papa, what? What am I doing here? Where am I? You may ask three questions, provided you answer three questions. That's not... Uh, you, you can't be my father. I am an echo. Okay. Papa, what happened after I left? Your mother left. She was waiting for you to leave. She couldn't stand the sight of me, of what I'd become, a patsy, a broken man. Who knows how many people were killed by the weapons I made for them. Who knows what personal treasures I melted down and turned into currency for them. Your mother couldn't take it. She left, so I had nothing. I 
didn't want to find you because I was ashamed. The battle, the battle and the siege at the castle, what was that? The cracked pipe knew the Lord had something, had a key. I don't know what the key was. No one said anything. I just heard rumors. I don't think they knew or cared I was there. I I just died, as people die in these things. Who was it that you were working for, this cracked pipe? I only spoke to Brown Fist. They're criminals. They're swords for hire. He always told me he'd kill me tomorrow. I guess that tomorrow finally came. I should never have done it. I should have... I should have just let them kill me in the first place. I thought you were better than that, Papa. You always told me to stand up for what I knew was right. No matter the cost. Now I know those are just empty words. You are a cleric of Helm. Are you a true believer? I believe that Helm is a god who has a plan and a will and doesn't care about a 12-year-old girl ripped from her family. In a world of death, do you bring life or only more death? I bring what is needed and what is necessary and what those who have earned it deserve. You train to heal and yet you kill. To rid a world of A killer is to heal the world. Why is the world worth healing? Because even after losing a family and suffering unimaginable tortures, there is a single gnome who will die to save an unknown boy. Goodbye, Aga. Hank, as the mist around you seems to disappear. You smell a familiar lack of perfume. It's so clean. You turn to see Sarah, your wife. Hank immediately lunges forward with a hug. (laughs) His arms pass through the apparition of his wife. I've been waiting to hug her for so long. Don't, Don't ghost me right now. Like a little ghosting right here. I would love to hug you. But? What? I obviously can't. Okay, well, what's going on here? I can answer three questions. If you will answer three questions. That's not how Sarah talks, you're fake. Have we established previously what her voice is? (laughs) No, I'm just saying. Then that's how Sarah talks. (laughs) (laughs) I am an echo of her true voice. Okay, no, that makes more sense. Yeah, that's fine. I just she doesn't be all ethereal like you know. She's a she's a down to earth person. That's what I like about her. You know, Sarah, so she's a real person. She's very you know straightforward. I'm sorry, I drifted off there. <laughs> three questions for three questions. I mean, I guess if you know for sure, um, uh, how Sarah and the kids doing? You know, we're scared. There's fire. There's violence. We we don't know where you are. 
But you're safe, right? You're safe. So far. Yes, the, but the house is all right a bit. There's some water damage along the roof. You you didn't clean out the eaves troughs and yeah, no, the water I was going pulled around there. there. But I was just remodeling the front, I right? I got a 200 gold piece quote on that. Look, I was doing my best job, but like I got kind of busy with work and then I was really concerned it's about It's a Sunday morning. Look, I'm going to do it. I mean, it seems kind of moot now because well, yeah, the city is yeah. Okay, but I mean, we got the house is okay. You're safe. Like it's fortified, right? I mean, I told you I can get you. I can do it for way cheaper than 200 gold. That's a ridiculous amount for well, a model. No insurance is paying out anymore. Half the city has been burned to the ground. Prices Look, have skyrocketed. This house is our Mit- home, and I will rebuild it. Okay. Building materials are a commodity. They're subject to market forces. You're getting a little over my head here with the economics. I know you're good at those, but I'm more of a magic. You never help out with balancing the checkbook. No, well, I provide is what I do, okay? I go oh, and I do nothing? Okay, no, you're the very important part of the household. I don't deny that. I'm just saying, you know, I bring the money in and then you figure out how to use it efficiently. You know, it's a... It's a, it's a I think it's efficient to clean out the eaves troughs properly. Uh, you I'm, could have just pressed the digitated. So, Sarah, I'm sorry, okay? I'm, I'm sorry. I should have cleaned out the eaves troughs. One more question before we go. No, I, then I get to ask you three. You don't get to leave until okay, that fine. I, look, I don't know the rules of talking to Echoes. I, I'm used to talking to my real wife. It's like you're not even listening. I'm trying to listen here. Did, did anybody get to see me play Mage Handball? I got to play with the Tudor Perpetuals. That was you? Yeah, I was on the team. I had a little bit of disguise, but it was like my younger self, so I thought you'd recognize me. Who can Alex tried to get into the game, but it was sold out. Ah. Uh, they could, said could, it sounded good. Yeah, no, I couldn't get your comps, but I mean, I wish I could gotten you in there. I'll, I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you a story. Like, I mean, you just couldn't, like, even leave one for the names? No, I, well, I couldn't get you a letter to tell you that you had the tickets to say the names, because like, I was trying to get through, but it was like, everyone was constantly trying to kill people and do stuff. Is you don't, you don't even know. Why are you fighting with these people? Why are you fighting at all? I mean, I'm... <sighs> I kind of just got wrapped up in it, you know? I got, I was just giving them a ride, and then all of a sudden, the police are after me, so I don't want to go home to you guys. So I'm hoping I can just finish this off and get home, you know? But you fought. I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm just trying to help them out, you know? Trying to make sure, you know, the, the bad stuff doesn't happen to the whole city. Trying to keep you guys safe. What do you believe in? I mean, I believe if you work hard, put an honest day's labor, you try real good, you can live a good life with a good family. And, you know, and I believe if I keep working at this, you know, and I really get in there, I put I put my full effort in, we can sort this out and I get home to you guys, you know? And you know what? Honestly, I think we should probably move outside the city. I believe that now that it's just not what we got to get to the suburbs because there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of evil stuff built under this city at this point. We gotta get out there. Oh, someplace. and where are you going to work out there? Look, they got they got sewers everywhere. Is there? Look, think of the. You're commute. asking a lot of questions now, eh? Who's <laughs> asking the questions now, eh? I am asking. The, this is my turn. You've asked a lot of questions. We can't. Always we can't happens do the with you. This the happens with. We just got off topic. We, the counselor told us to stick to the topic and not let other things get in. Who's the counselor? What are you talking about? The relationship counselor that you refuse to return to. That guy. He had ulterior motives. I saw the way he was looking at you, okay? I don't think he was trying to counsel us to stay together. I think well, he was trying to counsel you. Well, maybe you should look at me single. like that sometimes. I try. 
look, I look at you as best I can. It's just the way my face does. It doesn't. I love you entirely. It's just my face doesn't always show it. I got some things I have to. I have to get to this. Do you want to change the world? I mean, I want to make it better overall. You know, just give it a little, little shine up. You have an opportunity. Do you want to change the world? I mean, yeah, I want to make it better. Yeah, like a little better. Do my, do my part. You know, I mean, there's, uh, there's some inequalities out there. You know, I put, I put in a lot of hard work. I know a lot of guys like me put in a lot of work. And then sometimes it seems like there's some corruption in the system, you know? The, the guy's at the top getting fat and the guy's doing all the work. I know he's getting all the money. So, you know, if I could level that out so everyone gets paid fair, yeah, that's what I would like. The mist returns and you see nothing but mist. All of you are seeing nothing but mist. And as it once again begins to dissipate, you see each other. You see Kenrick and his son and his two companions. All around there is the whiteness. And then all at once, a vast wooden gateway. Double door. I don't know about you guys or what you went through, but I'm very suspicious of any doors or gateways at this point. Someone remind me that I might have to destroy the gnomish royal family if they're still around. Okay. Would you like me to write that on your shield? Oh, yes. Sure. Agata writes that on Wait, what, what, what happened to you guys? He says, looking over at the thralls and the boy. It was weird. There was a mist. And we saw home. Ah, sounds, sounds boring. Okay, moving on. So we all saw things, so nobody's got to go to the head doctor. Uh, Finnick didn't come back. Has anyone seen him? Uh, Finnick died. Oh, pass me your shield again. Oh, oh no. Pass me your shield. Fook passes over his shield. I gotta write, Finnick has died on his shield. There you go, Fook, I'm sorry. It's this way. I oh. don't have to keep telling you. That's depressing. You put it right up top where I have no choice but to see it. Well, I really don't want you asking about Finnick every 15 seconds. Well, still, it's a little mean. I mean. Okay, fine. Pass it back. She writes it about midway through the shield. Halfway down the shield. Ooh, does anyone have any olives? <laughs> a mist begins to rise up around the base of the gateway. And all of you hear inside your heads a whisper. Choose. Choose where. Choose when. Choose. Fook immediately bursts past the other ones and says, My house right before my family died. Ah, uh, Fook, I don't think we can go I've back. I've already said it. I don't think we can go back in time. I mean, how long ago was that? Because, I mean, if I go... 70 years. If I go before I was born, then am I a baby when I come out? Unfortunately, I don't care. Yes, it was 70 years. We can't go back in time and change what has passed. We, we don't know what this door can do. We can't go back in time and change what has passed. We can only go back to where we came from and change what will come. Can I go back to my mother? Gateway, I've made my choice. All <sighs> choose. Oh, consensus, goddamn. Can you make, like, extra doors? No, I think they pretty much want us all to agree. Well, uh, these thralls and this uh, boy uh, came from an earlier time than we did, so maybe we can go in more than one group? Hey, Gates, can we send these people back to their time? Is that allowed? 
Silence. Okay, I don't think that's allowed. I don't think we're allowed to go back in time. Well, it said choose when, didn't it? Yes, I think that means that. I guess that could be a when, or it could be You just really be... think you're smarter than the gate? No, I'm not that we're smarter than the gate. I think the gate is fucking with us. Okay, so like, the Mind Flayer place was somewhere else in time too, right? Yes. So but we got rid of that. But if we go through the wrong time, is it still gone? Or could we mess up not getting rid of it? No, that's what I mean. If we go back in time, we could screw up with the future. So I think we should go back to where we left, to whatever yeah. time it would be in our world right now. Yes, but that's unfortunate for these thralls because uh, that's not their world. Yes, but I think their world is gone. So what? they could at least make a new life in this world. Are you talking about? Well, um, the the pocket dimension you were in, time moved differently there. So unfortunately, a long time has passed since your time. Your village is gone. At least as we see it. Yes. As you see it. We're from your future. And it's actually really nice because we invented some cool stuff like wheels way better. Wait, we might be your fashion, descendants. Fashion, well, fashion is way better. The humans might. Um, they invented a new type of hat. It's got more sides. I left my family back there. You have Hank's eyes. Uh, time and place, Fook. Time and place. These well, people just, just found out nice the whole world is gone. We're time and place. From Borik. Yes, it's yes. now known as Tudo. That's gone. Gone? It's gone, I'm gone sorry. where? It's, it was replaced by a much bigger city. Everyone calm down. Called Tudo. This gateway might be able to bring you back. It, it, we're hoping. And if it does bring you back, we need you to write some things down. It was going to be my birthday. It's still my young person. Curtis the 73rd. What the hell is your name anyway? Hunfrith. Well, you guys, think of the day you came from and try and go through the gate. Curtis the 72nd. Maybe your dad should think of the day you came from. He is only a little boy, the remember? The of Kronos 2314. Agata hears this and remembers that date. That date stuck out. What date was that? It was Curtis the 72nd. Year of Kronos 20... Is that the, the year 22nd? when the world was destroyed? Their their city was destroyed? That... Turd is the 22nd? Yes. That was one of the dates from the manuscript in Coney's room that detailed the destruction of Eberique and the coming and the rising and that had the drawing of someone who looked very much like Maldar. Agata, you've gone pale. Fook, Hank, can we, can you guys, Agata turns to the thralls, can you just give us a quick second? Can we huddle for a second? Why did you step away? Um, would, like, within, just... Just hum amongst yourselves. Yes. Talk about yourself. Can we huddle for a second? So, if we send them back... Turdus the 22nd, the year they're going back to, is the date that Coney's, that was in Coney's office that said that is the destruction of Everick and the rise of a monster like Maldar, except not as stupid or small or dumb. Maldar, the man who once gave an entire load of gold to... Just remember, I altered your shield and told you the truth about Ooh. Maldar. Yeah, I don't, I don't, Ooh, know, you I don't one. know this guy. I don't know Maldar. Okay, Maldar was this half-demon thing that heard I don't the voices. Really need to know, I don't think. Wait, so we send them back and tell them to immediately run? 
Um, basically, we send them back to their death and the destruction of their entire village. But so, if we send them back with a couple of hours to spare, they can get some good distance and take their families away. I'm pretty sure this kind of evil is not something you can outrun. Okay. Alternate idea. Yes. We go to the time period in which I own a very nice house. Needs a little work done. You are very I selfish, aren't you? You are very selfish. We're trying to save you, these you people. You guys can all live with me. I got lots of... I, got I don't want to live room. with you. Wait, You're a disturbing So individual. we want to go somewhere where you can be comfortable in a barco lounge instead of going back where we could save my entire fucking village. Or where we could go back now to prevent the rise of this evil thing that wants well, to Well, if we vacant. save my village, we have 70 years to plan for that. Look, I, I took temporal stuff in school, okay? I took a whole class on You're temporal You're not supposed to go classes. back. You don't go back. You don't go back. Sometimes you go forward, you know, you see what happens in the future. Shows but already. You, you, don't, you don't go back because it just, it ripples through, ruins continuity. It's a mess. I choose the dates that it is now in our world where we came from. There has to be consensus. I agree with Agatha, exact time we came in. But my mother. Um, I'm sorry, little I'm sorry, but that time has passed. We can't go back in time. There's no way you'll convince these four people. Would you deny a boy his mother? No, but if you go back to this date, you are going back to the destruction of your village. No, but if they go back to that date, so do we, and we'll be there to protect them. Guys, I don't, I don't want to fight another big monster. I fought one monster today, and like, that was too many monsters to fight. I'm really tired. Okay. You've actually swayed me, Fook. Let's do it. Let's go back to their time period. And that just means we'll have to wait a thousand years or so to get to our own times where we can save my family and my village. Yes, yeah, sure. Let's go back. I don't, I don't want to do that. Choose. It has to be a consensus. I'll choose already. Oh, I thought he said he'll choose. That would have made things convenient. Mm -hmm. Hank takes out his wizarding manual. Flips to the index. Looks up time spells. No one has ever taken this long. Look, there's a lot of consequences here, okay? Maybe chill for a minute. I'm looking up time spells. He tries to see if there's a spell What's that... that? To the place where the boy needs his mother? Sure, why not? Why do all inanimate doorways and archways have an attitude? Because it's a child and a child needs its mother. And if we go back there, we can protect them. I got two kids who need their father. How about that? I had eight children who needed to survive. There's a whole village these people lived in. A lot more than eight children. A lot more than two. Hank tries to uh, remember his training about time spells, but as this is happening, you hear the creaking of wooden doors opening, and a mist forms within the gateway, and suddenly all around you is mist. This isn't fair. Just so you know... You know we're pretty sure we're going to our certain deaths, right? I thought I was about to die an hour ago. It never seems to work. Okay. I'm going to see my mommy again. What and then we're going to run. And the mist dissipates. And you see yourself in a muddy road. With huts beside you. Everything seems very primitive. Everything is wooden. There's a temple in the distance. And a long house. And a blonde woman holding a basket over her head that the young boy runs to. Mommy!
This has been Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto comedians, starring Joanna Houghton as a Gat of the Cleric, Scott Thrower as Fook the Paladin, Maddox Campbell as Hank the Wizard, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. This has been a Kicks and Giggles production created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell, with editing by Maddox Campbell, theme music by Derek Baldwin, and engineered by Andrea Miller. Find out more at cavernsandcomedians.com, and please rate, share, and review the podcast. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might also enjoy... Once upon a time, there was a gnome. Once upon a time, there was an elf. Once upon a time, there was a little. Once upon a time, there was a. Once upon a time, there was a time. There was a time. Once upon a time, there was an old rock. Once upon a time, 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 and no one lived happily ever after. Fairy tales for unwanted children. Find us on iTunes or at periodically.ca. Hey guys, Maddox here with some big news. Caverns and Comedians has been nominated one of the Now Magazine's Reader Choice Award Best Podcasts in Toronto. That means we're in the top five, and uh, with a little help from you, we think we could go all the way. So if you really want to help us out, there's a couple things you can do. First, you can go to nowtoronto.com, click on the Reader's Choice Award button, go to Cityscape, Best Podcast, and click on Caverns and Comedians. Or, if you want a fewer clicks way to do that, you can visit any of our social media. We're going to be posting about this a lot. So you can go to Twitter for at Caverns Pod. You can go to Facebook, Caverns and Comedians. Or you can just go to our website, cavernsandcomedians.com. And we'll have information on how to vote for us on all of these things. Your vote could really help us get more people to listen to the podcast, which will make it a lot easier to do it. Thanks for all your support so far, and I hope you really enjoy the episode today.